Hello and welcome to another podcast. It is Coach Mark in Manila here from ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. Today you're starting to listen to a sub-series called Music Max and the idea behind these particular podcasts is to introduce you to new and old artists who have become very popular with either their backgrounds, their lifestyles or indeed their music. So more often than not we'll be listening to some of their musical clips and then breaking it down to understand what their lyrics actually mean in English and how the context works. Also, we'll be practicing how their phrases can help you, yeah, sound more like a native speaker. Also, if you really do fancy getting yourself up there on stage and singing and performing like them, then again, do check out gottabefamousevents.com because that's another company that I'm associated with who does provide some fantastic online and in-person voice, dance and stage performance coaching. There's a bit of a shameless plug there. Right, so I hope you enjoy these. Let me know how you get on with them and over to your famous artist. See you soon. Remember when we broke up the first time Seeing this is it, I've had enough Cause like we hadn't seen each other in a month When you said you needed space What? Then you come around again and say Baby, I miss you and I swear I'm gonna change Trust me, remember how that lasted for a day I say I hate you, we break up You call me, I love you Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that clip. It is an interesting song, okay? And uh, today the point of this is to let's break it down. Let's look at the Taylor Swift lyrics here, go through it all together and really work out how you can use these lyrics and understand them perhaps in some of your conversations. So of course, the first verse here is, I remember when we broke up the first time saying, this is it, I've had enough, because like, we hadn't seen each other in a month when you said you needed space. What? Okay, so let's talk about this. So when you break something up, when you break up, okay, often we reduce that in the context of a relationship, meaning we're no longer together, okay? We've broken up, we might say, or we are breaking up, or in this case, he's saying, I remember when, so past tense, we broke up, okay? You can't break up, all right? This is one of the things that can catch some students out it's one of those irregular things with English. I'm so sorry about that. It becomes, break becomes broke up, not breaked up, okay? Saying, now, this is a lovely expression. This is it, I've had enough. <laughs> okay, how many times have we all said that, right? Okay, so now she says here, I've had enough means mm, done, finished. So if your boss says they've had enough, you're in trouble. You're possibly in hot water and that's a lovely idiom, but we won't talk about that today. So then you hear, she says, cause, so apostrophe, C-A-U-S-E, cause like. Now, this is one thing that can really infuriate some people. Uh, this originated, I believe, this, this expression of like this, like that, okay, cause like, you know, it's like, it's a filler. 
and it originated in California, I understand. Sorry. Um, yeah, so the Americans gave us something fantastic there. Love it or hate it. It, it turns up a lot. So you might say, well, you know, like, I want to go to the movies tonight. Okay. Now, we hadn't seen each other in a month when you said you needed space. What? Okay. So it's like um, a kind of incredulous response to that. What? You, are you being real? Okay, so listen to these words. So you would say that to somebody, you'd say, are you being real? Are you being serious? I can't believe my ears. Okay, I can't believe my eyes. I can't believe what I'm hearing. These are all expressions you would use to state you're shocked and surprised about something. Needing space, okay, um, doesn't mean that he or she or they want to go to outside planets. It simply means, yeah, they want distance, okay? They want some time on their own. Then you come around again and say, baby, I miss you. And I swear I'm going to change. Trust me. Remember how that lasted for a day. I say, I hate you. We break up. You call me. I love you. Right. So this is very important because what Taylor Swift is singing about here, and this is another point of this little podcast. If you're watching this is the video on YouTube, um, basically to talk about toxic relationships. This is the type of circle that you will find happening, particularly when you leave somebody. If you're trying to leave, sadly, an abusive situation, this can happen a lot. So um, the person who is the abuser in this cycle will basically be treating you quite badly. And then when you say, you know what, I've had enough. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is just, this is wrong. Okay, then you might find that they come after you again and they say, no, 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 you got me all wrong. And they'll show or pretend that they care. They'll sell these things to mess with your head, messing with your head. That's a good expression. It means confuse you, make you think well, maybe, maybe, maybe they do. Really. So they're playing with your emotions, playing with your emotions. And as somebody who's experienced this myself, I know exactly how that can feel. And so if you really care about that person, you'll think, well, OK, maybe maybe they're being for real. You know, maybe they do want to try, but they keep you in this circle, this circle. And of course, while you're still in that circle, you can't see the pattern. You've really got to step back and really see it for what it is, sadly. And it can be heartbreaking when you realize what you've been in. And particularly if you've had a long relationship or perhaps, um, you know, even if it's at work, it might not be a, a personal relationship we're talking about here. It could be a boss relationship or employer where they say, you know, they're treating quite badly at work. And then you say, you know, I, I need to leave. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. You're doing a great job. Come on, let's work it out. And so you stay there until the cycle repeats again. Okay. And we go through this cycle. So in this case, she's being ironic. She's saying, remember, that lasted for a day couldn't even make it last longer than a day and yeah I've been there too I've literally personally it's like oh my goodness this song could be written for me um been in that situation too but it's really bad if you're in that toxic situation because they will say one thing on one day then the following day be attacking you all over um and I, I sadly have experienced that yeah in person so we know what that's like and then of course the pre-chorus you know she's singing like, oh we called it off again last night now to call something off Okay, and um, you can do this a lot with many things. So calling off a relationship means, yeah, we're stopping this. Okay, um, if we say calling off in a different way, so maybe we're playing a tennis match and it's raining because it's the UK and it's Wimbledon, right? <laughs> okay, when they call off the the tennis match, is like we have the, it's been rained off. Okay, so we say it's been rained off, it's been called off, and also we can use it in this way. God forbid this should ever happen to you, but again, I've experienced this when I've been hiking in some places. If you've got somebody's dog that's off the leash, off the lead, so leash being American English and lead being British English, 
and their dog runs after you and maybe it's a bit vicious and starts to try and like bite your heels or something or even worse you could say call your dog off call your dog off right get this dog away from me so call your dog off means get it away from me so calling it off can mean a number of things okay it depends on context okay and of course what she's saying i hate you we break up you call me i love you so she's describing this cycle this vicious cycle vicious cycle simply means um, when you are going round in a circle, you're not getting anywhere. It's vicious, it's nasty, it's not helpful, and you're caught in this horrible loop that makes you feel quite sick and ill. And being in a toxic relationship can make you feel very sick and ill and actually have a very damaging psychological effect. Again, I am one who would know. So if you're in that situation, please try to get out of that situation or reach out to someone you trust to speak to them, okay, to get the help that you need. Don't suffer in silence because if you are in a very emotionally or psychologically abusive and controlling relationship, it's important that you don't stay. You don't stay. Even though it may be very hard to, to bear the thought of leaving this person, um, they may have you controlled from a number of different ways. Really important that you look after your health, mental health, first and foremost, but do it in a safe way because when you're leaving some abusive partners, it can get extremely nasty, including violence, psychological, financial abuse, a whole range of things, okay? So you need that support to help you get to a healthier place. All right, then we go to the chorus. We are never, ever, ever getting back together. So she expresses it several times, doesn't she? It's like really clear, okay? We are never, ever, ever getting back together. I'm done. She said, I've had it. I've had enough. Okay. Then she says, you go talk to your friends, talk to my friends, talk to me, but we are never, ever, ever getting back together. So there, you go talk to your friends, talk to my friends, talk to me. She's saying how this person is literally trying to speak to anybody that they can. Okay. And again, being there, done that, where literally, you know, um, the person in question is running around all over, shooting off their mouth all over. Um, and, and being very clear and overt about it and talking to their friends, talking to, trying to interfere with your friends maybe as well, even trying to blow you up again on your phone or whatever. And this is a, a repeat cycle. So you don't want to stay in that type of relationship. That's really bad. This person needs to understand enough is enough, enough is enough, and just to leave it all well alone. Now, the next verse is really telling, right? Okay, listen, I'm really gonna miss you picking fights and me falling for it, screaming that I'm right. And you would hide away and find your peace of mind with some indie record that's much cooler than mine. Now, what does she mean by this, right? Now, if you've been in a bad relationship, um, one that is unhealthy, I'm really gonna miss you picking fights. Yeah, because you get used to that in the end. You get absolutely used to this person always having a complaint or argumentative or sulking or something to start an argument and then me falling for it now if you fall for something it means that every time you don't spot what they're doing and you fall right into their trap in a way because when people who are toxic pick fights they do it because it gives them it's awful to say it's very sick actually it gives them a thrill it gives them a feeling that they are worth something and that they have control over you so the first thing to understand is Realize when you're falling for it and don't engage. It's really hard not to because if you're somebody who cares and you're in love with this person or say it's your boss and you are like really like trying so hard at your job, right? Okay, then you will feel like you've got to justify and say, no, 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 this isn't how it is. You totally misunderstood. 
the thing to understand, particularly if you're with somebody who's a narcissistic personality, which is really bad, and malignant narcissist is possibly the worst, is that it won't matter whether you're right or you're wrong. It's never about you. It's about them. Um, and that is a really hard thing to get your head around. It's taken me personally a number of years to get my head around that. And it's really important that you get outside of that situation, whether it be your boss, um, a family member, it could be, you know, your parents, for example, or it could be your partner, but to see it for what it really is and surround yourself with healthier people, get into an environment that's better for you and you will start to see this more clearly. It's like the veil being lifted. Now, the veil being lifted, that's a nice expression. If we say the veil's lifted, it means you've become aware, okay? And once you're aware, well, I think fortunately or unfortunately, you can't become unaware. It's a period of time that you have to go through because you have to grieve for what you thought you had and what you thought you were in because it may turn out that actually the relationship you're in wasn't wasn't what you thought it was. Um, it's an illusion. That's a Lady Gaga song, and that's another one we'll look at sometime. So um, then she's saying she'd fall for it, scream that she's right, and you would hide away and find your peace of mind with some indie record that's much cooler than mine. Now, Taylor Swift herself has said about this, that this is about one of her breakups. And of course, Taylor Swift has had a few, um, <clears throat> which again is controversial because many people obviously point fingers at her and say that she uses these breakups on purpose to just fuel her, her career. Maybe she does, maybe she doesn't, but she's still a very talented artist. So I think lover or hater, um, she certainly knows how to sing a song and write a good tune. And I respect that about her if nothing else. Um, and so, you know, she said that this particular person would get on purpose, try to denigrate her and put her down. So she felt whether this is true or not. I don't know. We weren't there. Right. This is only one side of the story. Just like mine, there's only there's one side I'm telling you, but there's the other side, too. And then I'd say there's somewhere the truth in between. But the point I'm making here is that she said that this person would then prefer music. that was totally not like hers. Indie music in this case, because Taylor Swift was more country and pop. And he or she or they, I don't know who this person was, would say that, okay, it's much cooler, right? Again, to use it to undermine and to devalue. If you're with a toxic narcissist, they will do this a lot, right? Um, this also happened to me. So somebody will make you, uh, give you a compliment maybe, but then say, yeah, but you need to try harder on this, this and this. So there's never just a positive regard, which is just like, great job. It's always a case of, yeah, this is good, but. So there's always a but, and you see, Think about it. I teach uh, the psychology of words as well. So if somebody gives you a compliment, like if I said to you, oh, that T-shirt looks great, but what happened? Immediately, you've completely forgotten the compliment. You're immediately thinking, but what? What? It's not good. I look bad. What? Okay. So it becomes a negative in your mind. So if you want to use words properly in meetings to have a great positive impact, even if you want to give an opposing point of view or to correct something, try and, use and. So if I say, that t-shirt looks great, and it's a formal event, so perhaps you could wear a smart shirt instead, then I have retained the compliment at the beginning. So you still feel valued, you still feel worth something, and then I'm still expressing that, okay, maybe this needs to change a little bit without overtly criticizing you. And it's really important that we try to use those words if we're going to make a difference. Okay, so that's a top tip for you in your meetings. So in a meeting, you might say, you know what, Mark, I think that's a great idea. And I see things slightly differently. Perhaps we try the first, first approach that I mentioned earlier. And then if that doesn't work, we can come to yours as a second, second go. 
So you see what we've done there. We've acknowledged the person, we've validated, not invalidated them, and then we put our differing points of view. Top tip. All right. Okay. So let's move on to to the rest of this. Okay. So then, of course, we get the course again. You call me up again tonight, but ooh, this time I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we're never getting back together. Right. Okay. Then she goes to the bridge. Now the bridge is that little bit that links in between. All right. So I used to think that we were forever, ever. Okay. And I used to say never, say never. Ugh. So he calls me up and he's like. I still love you. And I'm like, I just, I mean, this is exhausting, you know? <laughs> like, we are never, ever getting back together. Like, ever. All right? So you can hear in that that bridge that she's just totally done, right? Because she's saying she used to think that we were forever. So if somebody says we, you know, we are forever, or I used to think we were forever, it means that, you know, nothing could ever change this situation. I thought my job was forever. I thought that the dentist trip would go on forever. So it could be used in a negative or positive way. All right. Okay. Oh, okay. And then you might even say this about this YouTube video, actually, or this podcast, if you're listening on my podcast, then you might say, oh my goodness, I thought this was going to go on forever. Right. Hopefully not. But um, so he calls me up and he's like, I still love you. So you see how she's done that again. You can say, you know, um, well, the client called me up and he was like, you know, I'm not happy with this. So you can hear we can use it in that way as a filler. And we use it a lot to link, a filler and linking, filler and linking, okay? And I'm like, so she's saying, you know, I'm, the client said this, and he said, I'm like, I'm not happy. And I'm like, I, I know you're not happy, but we're trying the best we can. And I'm like, I'm, I'm lost for what we do, boss, okay? So this is very informal. Um, if you're using it in that chatty way, be aware it is very informal. Okay. So in meetings, it might not be the most appropriate thing to use, but certainly if you want to sound chatty with your colleagues and everything, using I'm like this, he's like that, like you know what I mean, it's a very native way and you're going to sound familiar. Just don't overdo it because it can really annoy some people though, all right? Okay. Um, and then she says, you know, I'm like, I just, I mean, this is exhausting, you know. So listen to that. She's like getting lost for words. And when we get lost for words, we say, I just, I mean, what am I trying to say? This is exhausting. So if you're in a meeting and again, you're trying to express yourself and you're kind of getting stuck and feeling a bit like, I don't know what to say. You can say, look, boss, I just, I mean, this project is going to need a bigger budget, right? So when you're trying to emphasize and build up to something and like feeling a bit frustrated, you can do it like this. I just, I mean, this is going to need a bigger budget. Just get to the point, Okay. And then she says, like, we are never ever getting back together. All right. Okay. So this hopefully is giving you an idea of how these lyrics can really help you sound a bit more native and fluent and just more relaxed in your conversations at work. And also be careful about your relationships that you're in. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's important for you to take care of your personal safety, including your mental health as well as your physical health, including at work. All right. Because this is really important. I mean, Taylor Swift wrote this song and she actually described the process as being probably the funniest one that she'd ever done. Um, I think in USA Today, it says here, she says, I'm reading here, quote unquote, it's a definitive portrait of how I felt when I finally stopped caring what my ex thought of me. Yeah. He made me feel like I wasn't as good or as relevant as those hipster bands he listened to. So I made a song that I knew would absolutely drive him crazy when he heard it on the radio. Not only would it hopefully be played a lot, so that he'd have to hear it, but it's the opposite of the kind of music that he was trying to make me feel inferior 
too, right? She also sarcastically explained the song as a really romantic song, touching and sensitive to my lovely ex-boyfriend. All right, I think we can get that one, right? Totally, I feel her. And, um, you know, when she, sarcasm, okay, used in this way, it's like, oh no, it's a really romantic song. It's touching and sensitive it's to my lovely ex, right? Okay, it's anything but. Okay, but it, it's the way that you do it. Remember the tone of voice, the intonation. If you've heard my tone of voice there, uh, you can tell I'm being sarcastic. I'm not saying, you know, it's a really romantic song, it's touching and sensitive, right? You're not doing that. It's definitely not a genuine comment at all, right? Okay, and it's important for you to really um, hold on to yourself and just when you finally stop caring what your ex thinks or what your boss thinks, or what other people think, or what your partner thinks, is probably the most liberating moment of your life. Because it's important for you to be true to you first and foremost, okay? So I also say this to my students when we're talking about your English language skills. Many students come to me and they're like, I, I want to improve, I don't think I sound so good, and this and that. And I think it's really important for you to understand. Many students say, my boss sounds better. I think they're smarter than me because they just speak English far better, more fluently. I feel like I'm not understanding 50% of the conversations. We can definitely work on that. But really important is stop comparing yourself to other people. Stop caring what other people think about you because confidence is key with your English. And if you want to work on your confidence, come and have a session with me because this is where we always start. Most students of English as a second language or even native students that I coach, to present in a more confident way. The problem is confidence and self-belief. If you don't believe in yourself, how on earth do you expect anybody else to believe in you, right? So it has to come from inside and radiate out. And that is absolutely what we work on, including the psychology of words and how you choose to use them in a certain way. So I hope this is giving you a real feel, okay, for how these lyrics work. Also, had a little chat there about toxic relationships work you spend a lot of your life at work so make sure you're not in a toxic situation with your boss if you are please seek help go speak to your hr manager or indeed you know sadly if you're working with a boss and there is only the boss no hr you're gonna have to speak to that boss and if they are really narcissistic or malignant you may may just have to decide to leave that job for the sake of your mental health and sanity leave them to it you know and never look back just move forward with your life and I hope and pray that nobody's in that situation today. But if you are, please understand that you're not alone. This actually happens more than you would actually expect. And also, number of clients and students that I coach are in similar situations with their workplaces. And don't let it go too far. Um, I have a lovely student in Japan at the moment who's really suffered greatly and it's had a huge impact on her life. Don't let this go too far. If you're in a bad working relationship, Perhaps move on okay and also don't forget if you've enjoyed this if you found this helpful listen out for the others there's going to be more of these coming okay we're going to basically deconstruct so many artist songs and the musical clips and please share the podcast far and wide if you're watching me on youtube hop over to the podcast you're going to get some interesting little beauties of a little podcast that i've done there that you don't get here on youtube so don't miss out there stay safe everybody take care of yourself remember 10 minutes a day, 28 days. If you practice for 10 minutes, 28 days, you're going to see a fast improvement. Keep going. I'll see you soon. Take care. Sorry to jump in at the end of your podcast, but I wanted to say a big thank you for listening. And if you love the podcast and would like to help me keep them free, do consider sponsoring me. 
You can subscribe for as little as 99 cents a month to sponsor a segment. Or if you want to do something as a one-off, you can click the link again in the show notes and buy me a coffee. It's a great way to help me spread this word as far and wide as possible to people like yourself who perhaps can't afford to get high-level English coaching but need to access this information all the same. I really appreciate your help and a big thank you for doing so. Also, if you are somebody looking to get into coaching, maybe you're an English coach or perhaps you are another professional. Maybe you're a life coach or you might be a mental health counsellor. Basically, anybody who is in a caring or supportive profession or maybe you, you coach people in different academic subjects, I'd like to feature your podcast on my show and give you a chance to reach my audience. Yes, totally free of charge. All you have to do is follow the links down below in the show notes to find out how you can connect with me and send me your files. I will upload them to the show and you can basically reach my audience and build your own business. There are no catches at all. I'm simply here to offer my platform to help as many other professionals in a related field as myself to reach as many students as we can. And together, I believe we can do a lot better. Thank you for listening again. See you soon.